Podcast. Hi, it's Wednesday. Uh, it is um, June. Is June? It's June. Man, so it's June. June sixth. June, 6th. June the sixth, twenty eighteen. The Media Podcast is your source for news about movies, music, vid- video games, the television, whatever the hell we cover. Also, not nece- not in that not order. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. He's yeah. out of order. We're I'm all out of order. Where I'm are you? Do you know where you're at right now? I'm on Google Docs. Uh, is according this according to this? Is what I'm reading. Uh, yeah, looks up to date to me. Uh, no, it is not up to date. Are you sure? Yeah, it's pretty up to date. No, it's not up to date. Oh, you mean the box office? The box office is not up to date. Well, then uh, we're gonna have to play this by ear. Uh, we usually start with movies, and we usually start with box office numbers. Blah, 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 blah. All right, box we got office. Them fresh from the source here. Fresh here. Uh, what's our What's our number one movie this week? Number one is once again Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, with twenty nine million. Okay, sixty five percent drop. Yep. That thing's taken. People are calling that a bust. I I mean I don't think in any universe a hundred million dollar plus movie is a bust. But you know, that being said, it's grossed 150 domestically. Yeah, you know that's a bust. It's just compared to compared to all other Star Wars. <laughs> yes, compared to all other Star Wars, compared to a lot of movies that came out this year, it is definitely falling a lot faster than I think we anticipate. Yeah, it so, is. Uh, number that. two is Deadpool two with okay. 23 million. All right. Uh, number three is Newcomer Adrift, Adrift. the Shailene Woodley movie. Shailene Woodley is alone on a boat. Yep. Uh, number four. Is Avengers Infinity War worth another ten million? Uh-huh. Uh, things are across six fifty by next weekend. Uh, rounding up your top five is Book Club with seven million. Still hanging in that. Hanging top in there. Five. Wow. Yeah, and at number six was the newcomer Upgrade. Upgrade with the other newcomer Action Point, <laughs> barely making it at number oh. nine with two point three million. Poor Action Point, just dead in the water. Yeah. No one cares about the the, the Johnny Knoxville guys anymore. Johnny Knoxville's no longer a thing. You think their their stars dropped off like since they've been gone for a while? Yeah, John, I mean, what was the last thing they did the Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa for, for the producer of Bad. I mean, Oscar winning Bad Grandpa. Yes, Oscar the Academy Award, Award winning, winning Bad, Bad Grandpa. Grandpa. Yes, not to be confused with Dirty Grandpa. Right, which is... Very different movie. Which is the Zac Efron... Uh, 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 Robert uh, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Which I think was the last thing Robert De Niro was in, Ugh. besides the upcoming Irishman. Yikes. So, I think that's right. <laughs> Sounds right. So, yes. that was your uh, box office for this week. Next yep. week, your coming soon releases for this Friday include... Hereditary. What is Hereditary? This is that scary movie we've been talking about for a oh, while. Oh, right. One of our coworkers wants to see this real bad. Yes. Uh, even though he's terrified by it. Uh, so it's. Uh, is this part of a, a series or is this an original thing? Do you know? No, this is an original thing. Okay. Uh, it's mm, scary. Um, basically, grandmother dies and then the whole family realizes the the. Hereditary horrors <laughs> that that the bloodline brings. Double H. I like the alliteration there. Yeah. Hereditary horrors. Hereditary so, horrors. Basically, horror runs in the family. Yeah. This apparently this thing's got like a hundred percent so far on 
uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Uh, it premiered at Sun at uh, both Sundance and I think Cannes, and people are talking up this movie like it's the best <laughs> horror movie Cain's. ever. Yes. <laughs> like raising Cannes, yeah. ticket place. Cannes. Going to go down to Cannes and show off my movie, and also get some rad strips. That's what I'm gonna do. It's Caned. 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 Tom the Caned. Can. Yeah. Anyways, so what else is coming out? Also, Hotel Artemis. This one I am excited to see. What is this? This is a action... This is an action film uh, starring Jodie Foster as a doctor of a basically underground arms dealer for the underground arms dealers in Black Market. Think Dark Web. The, the Hospital for the Dark Web. <laughs> okay. Um, where in hospital? Yep. Wherein um, one night, three patients enter, one leaves. <gasps> Scary. Uh, no, it's not a horror. It's an action film. Yeah. It's a shoot 'em up action. Okay. It actually, looks good. I was excited when the trailer came out because I didn't know this was a thing, but the trailer sold me. All right. It's a cool concept. Every once in a while, that'll happen. Yeah. And then, lastly, uh, your big release for the weekend will likely be your number one movie next week. Hopefully, bar some sort of ter- terrible disaster, which could hopefully will be the number one movie. Oceans Eight, your female all female reboot of the Oceans franchise, uh, starring star studded cast. Reboot, reimagining. I maybe just sequel. I don't know. Well, however you read it, Sandra Bullock is, is related to yeah. um, uh, uh, George, George Clooney's character. character, but. Uh, besides that, though, this is very clearly a new thing. This is very, like, they're, they're taking the familiar concept and basically rebuilding it. Yeah. Uh, it seems really cool. Uh, early buzz has been positive. Oh, that's uh, good. And the cast rocks. So, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm pushing for this one. I hope it does well. Oh, yeah, I'm pushing for this one, too. This one is our go-to. Are you going to see I it? I will definitely see it this weekend. Okay. So you'll talk um, about next I'll week. I'll talk about that next week. Sweet. All right. That is the releases for this week, which moves us into movie news. First up, in the movie news docket is a story that we saw coming a while ago. Warner Brothers has now announced and confirmed uh, that Jared Leto will be getting his own movie as the Joker. Wait, wait, wait. Do we want to do that now or do you want to do I'm doing that now. I'm doing it in order. Okay, well, we'll do thoughts at the end then. Yeah, might as well. Uh, All right. Since since usually we do it now if there's a movie in the, the top five, but since I didn't have the top five correct, yeah. I got out of order. Yeah, that's okay. We'll talk uh, about it later. There was no segue is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's talk about Warner Brothers. But yeah, so so first up, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Jared Leto Joker will be getting his own spinoff movie, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, there was talks about this happening. Jared Leto, Leto, Jared Leto, Jared Leto Jared wanted Leto. this to happen. And now he's getting his way. Yeah, so Little Will Star and Executive produced the film and expand on the world with future installments to tie in, including the already announced Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, uh, who will be in the, the ensemble flick Birds of Prey. Right, that's the all-female yeah. cast. That's like her Ivy, uh, or Poison Ivy, um, other characters. I'm yeah, uh, all-female all <laughs> yeah. uh, villains. Something like that. It's something like that. So yeah, uh, note, though, that this will be different than the already announced Todd Phillips' Joker origin story that will see Joaquin Phoenix as the character. Yeah. Yeah. So, so both of those movies are being made. Yes, this was weird when I read this. So there are two Joker films being made. Right. One's an origin story starring Joaquin Phoenix, 
And one is Jared Leto's version, which is going to either be what happened right before or right after Suicide Squad, or maybe during when he, where the Joker was. But, um, yeah, according to the DCEU canon, both these films will be canon. Weird. Yes. So, how are they going to differentiate? Um, they're not. <laughs> well, one is how Joker became the Joker, which yeah. is basically taking the story of a bad day, of one bad day, and turning that into a film. Uh, that's taken from, uh, the, the killing <laughs> see, joke. See this blank face. The killing joke. Okay, sure. Basically, they make the killing joke right. into a live action film, or at least part of it, taken from that story. And then they're going to do ba- a new original kind of film. With Jared Leto's character. Okay. Well, well I assume, of, uh, unless it was not original, I assume it's going to be based off something, but, you know. Yeah. You will be the Joker. He yeah, regardless be. of how that yeah. shakes out, we'll have more Joker movies, including one that people genuinely didn't like, but hey, whatever. People got to make their money, I suppose. Yeah. Moving on, our next story is about um, somebody else who plays a uh, superhero in superhero movies, but not anymore, but he used to. Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner. The hot guy. Uh, hot guy. Hot guy. Uh, hot guy. Yeah, hot guy. That's hot what I'm saying. Hot guy. Uh, so, uh, former hot guy, uh, Jeremy Renner, uh, is going to be in the new movie, Tag! Yes. Uh, this is the story <laughs> about the lifelong friends who play Tag, tag. during the month, during a month. Uh, yeah. Tag. Adults playing Tag. Yeah, I loved when I uh, heard about this movie existing for the first time because there is a BoJack Horseman bit in like the first or second season where the, the they try to pitch a movie, uh, the, Todd uh, tries to pitch a movie based on Tag. <laughs> and that was a joke. Yeah. And now it's actually happening. It's an actual thing, Matt. Uh, but anyways, so yes, uh, Jeremy Renner stars in Tag, but uh, those arms... Yes, his arms in the movie are not going to be his real arms. And, and that's what's hilarious about this thing. Let me explain. So, back in July 2017, he broke both his arms during a stunt gone wrong on the film and had his arms replaced with CG to finish filming. The injury occurred just three days into the 40-day production and he had to wear green screen casts for the majority of the filming. Yeah. So if uh, Jeremy Renner's uh, arms look like uh, Brandon Ruth's mustache, there, there's... Brandon Ruth? <laughs> or whatever the hell is... I know you were trying to make Superman reference, yeah. but that's the wrong Batman. That's Ron, wrong. Ron Superman? That's the uh, wrong Superman. What's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. That's right. Whatever. I was close. <laughs> Tried. I know. Anyways. I know you did. I'll give you points for trying. <laughs> points for trying. That's all I wish. So yeah, check out Jeremy Renner's arms. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were already going so, to, but well, now you have another reason. Right, but so basically, if you see him moving his arms, yeah. that's probably not him. Uh, you're going to see a lot of like headshots, just, just frame them weirdly, yeah. where he don't show his arms, or his arms are hidden. That's because they're broken. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Moving on, another thing that's not broken is sequels to movies from a long time ago. And here's another one. Reese Witherspoon. And with uh, also Reese without her spoon. And Reese without her spoon. Uh, is going to be in a Legally Blonde 3, as that has just been made a deal, uh, as MGM has just made a deal to make that a movie. Uh, it will be written by Kristen Smith and Karen McCullough, who are the writers of the original script. 
They're back to write this final film in the Legally Blonde trilogy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's Probably. the final film. Chances are. The original director, Robert Lukedic, will not be returning. Uh, the studio is looking for a new, fresh director. That's your quote, not mine. Yes, that the is definitely my quote. The original film was released in 2003 on an $18 million budget and went on to gross $141 million because that's the kind of thing movies used to do. Uh, this is a, you know, hundred million. If you cross the hundred million mark, you're, that was a success. So this will be uh, uh, current, uh, currently slated as uh, MGM's third title in production, alongside Creed Two and the uh, Bond Twenty Five, which we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, we remember when we talked about how MGM was dead. They're still making stuff. Yeah, they're still making stuff. Still MGM making is stuff. not that dead, apparently. Not super dead, but hey, you can do a lot when you're in bankruptcy court. Yeah. Um, it will also be co-produced by Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine Company. It's a great name for her. That's a great name for Hello Sunshine. All right. Hello trailers, because the next thing we get to talk about are newest trailers that have creeped into your life. There are trailers out for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is that animated um, uh, Spider-Man movie with yes, like, where the multi- crossover of all the comic book games. Yes, there's multiple Spider-Men mm-hmm. uh, and in the trailer Spider-Woman. That's right. We get to see Spider-Gwen in this thing. Yeah, yeah. When Stacy is spider and yes. There was uh, some uh, interesting stuff going on. Yeah, so we see an, old, an elder Spider-Man teach the younger Miles Morales the yeah. The new Spider-Man. Right. Um, how things are going to go. And then Spider-Gwen happens. It's kind of funny. There's a lot of comic book uh, stuff in it, like dialogue boxes and what's happening and explaining the characters. It's very stylistic. It's definitely This is from Sony Animation. Yeah. And looks interesting. Comes out Christmas. Yeah. Keep your eye out for more trailers on this thing. So, comic book people. Nothing uh, to check out. Yep, uh, probably Comic Con. Yeah. We're going to see another trailer. Perhaps. That's coming quick. Yep. Uh, also, in tr- the trailer verse this week, uh, Wreck It Ralph 2 got its, uh, I guess, theatrical trailer? Uh, story trailer. Story trailer. So, this is the one that actually goes more into what this thing's about. Uh, the internet was aflame after the whole uh, after it came out because of uh, the Disney princesses scenes. Yes, there was incredible. a screenshot of Disney princesses in the upcoming Empire magazine, yeah. and everyone went abuzz saying Disney's making a canon. Which then Disney basically said, "Hold your horses, release the trailer." See the trailer, and the whole thing is basically a big Disney promotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a neat idea, though. Yeah. And to see the princesses interact with each other is fun. It's also a good way for people who are not in the know to see how much Disney owns now. Right. <laughs> right. Which is the fun thing. Uh, even though I have, you know, some some conflicting conflicting thoughts about the original Wreck-It Ralph, I think it's a cool thing that this is now a Disney franchise, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a one-off movie. Yeah. Because they can do fun stuff like this. This is almost like yes. the Kingdom Hearts. This is their thing that they... I mean, they're also Kingdom Hearts. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. The movie version of that, where it's like, here's a thing that we can kind of mess around and reference ourselves with. As They needed that. As uh, I saw on the, uh, on the online, on Not the internet. You saw on the online? I saw on the internet. In the deep web? That this is Disney's version of Ready Player One. I, yeah. Where they can make a lot of references sure. to themselves. Right. 
and get away with it. So yeah, it's potentially a cool angle for that movie to take, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. Uh, a lot remains to be seen with that thing. So we'll see. Also in uh, trailers, Bumblebee, the spinoff of the Transformers franchise starring Bumblebee! Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. A- and no Mark Wahlberg to be seen. No. Uh, but this will be a origin story of Bumblebee. Isn't Shailene Woodley supposed to be in this one too? I don't think so. I don't think that was Shailene Woodley. I thought Woodley. she was. I think at one point she may have been. Yeah, I think at one point I think Shailene Woodley was supposed to be in this movie. But yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of this thing. Yeah, I don't know. Bumblebee. One, I don't want it. Yeah, who wants it? Two, didn't we... Are we basically retconning Bumblebee's origins like five times already? <laughs> yes. Uh, three, Bumblebee cannot talk in this thing still. No, Bumblebee just makes sounds, man. Yes. That's what Bumblebee does. Uh, four, they tried to make a Rick Astley joke and then immediately <laughs> went away from it. So I know where their minds are at of yeah. what they think of culture, of what's relevant. I think they're a little behind the times. Uh, by like ten years or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that exists. Yeah. Just uh, trailer out. Uh, see that if you want. Also, or, or don't. Also, a couple of trailers that look a little better than that. Uh, uh, there is a Lego Movie too, guys. Oh yes. Uh, yes, this looks good. Lego Movie. It's not called Part Two. Uh, Bricked Two. Maybe it's Part Two or I like. Don't remember. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun. But yeah, title. there's a sequel to. The Lego Movie. The Lego Movie. Uh, that will, that the trailer's out. That will be probably awesome. I love the first Lego movie. Yes, Lego movie is great. Phil Lord, Chris Miller at their mm-hmm. finest. Um, the first movie was 90% Legos, like actual stop-motion Lego. Yeah. This one's not going to be that much. Right. And they're scaling it back. But. But we've also had two Lego movies since then. Yeah. So they've kind of perfected the. I'm sure the their pipeline, yeah, got refined over the course of these years. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then lastly, a star is born. Uh, the oh. remake. Uh, Bradley Cooper is helming this one. I believe he's also directing. He is, he is starring and directing this. I think he's also producing it as well. Also starring Lady Gaga. That's right. Lady yes. Gaga is Lady starring Gaga. in this. So when we watched this trailer, our reaction was, "Oh man, this is Oscar bait, isn't it?" Yeah. They're definitely going for a very dramatic tone. And we I, immediately, as after the trailer ended, I yeah. said, and Academy Award nominee, Lady Gaga. Probably. I mean, good for her. I wouldn't be surprised if both, uh, both of them. I wouldn't be surprised if she wrote an original song and yeah. then wins that way. Yeah, maybe. Also, maybe both. Why not? Because she can only win once. Uh, that's not true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are your trailers. Let's wrap up movies. You saw a couple of movies. Which yes. one do you want to talk about first? Backstreet Boys won a country music award. Yeah. And that's what we missed. Wow. Oh, yeah. The CMT the awards CMTs. are happening right now. We don't get CMTs. We don't uh, watch them. Yeah. So but, apparently, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that happened. So let's talk about some movies we've watched. All right. Watched. <laughs> what are we about? All right. So you brought up Shanley Woodley because she was recently in Drift. So you saw Adrift. I saw Adrift. You saw Adrift. I was disappointed there weren't any more any cars. <laughs> and it wasn't in Tokyo. Alright, alright. Alright, now that those drifts are What's out of the way. Adrift? Adrift just made me realize how much Life of Pi was great. <laughs> They're not really the same concept at all. Actually they are. No. Yeah. There's no tiger on that boat. Um when you watch the movie you'll understand. Oh, no. Also spoiler. Is there a tiger on that boat? Also spoiler. Is there a but, tiger shark on that boat? <laughs> no. Oh. 
But yeah, listen. Radio so, shark in the boat. So this thing <laughs> is produced by Shailen Woodley. Okay. Like she gets a solely executive producer Tyler Tyler Weird. on this thing. All right. She's the star of this thing. She got and I'm looking at this thing as her 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 film not to video, not to audiences but to studios rather saying look at me look I'm at a me. bankable star you can put me in an important movie one yeah. look I can act yeah. two I'm no longer the divergent girl <laughs> three I can choose projects on my own she's trying to prove that she is in fact divergent yes she's trying From to prove divergent. that she she <laughs> is still the Jennifer Lawrence esque girl Hollywood wants her to be. <laughs> Discount Jennifer Lawrence. So, the question now is, is she? No. 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 As as entertaining as this film was, once the twist came, uh-huh. spoiler, there's a twist. Of course. But once the twist came, it made every other action about this film meaningless. <laughs> and I stopped caring. Uh-huh. And, yeah, about halfway through the film, I was like, yeah, this is basically Shanley Woodley, look at me, film. Yeah. Look this, what I can do. This is what, like, arms in the air, look at me acting. I am struggling. I am crying. I am laughing. I go through all the range of emotions an actor can do. And the, note that this is not me bagging on her. This is not me hating on Shanley Woodley. I uh-huh. think she is actually a pretty good actress. This is just me saying that this project she chose for herself is very much a look at me on a pedestal, focus only on me, because literally she's the only character and the only in-name character there is. I have a question. There are spots where there could have been other people of names that she could have brought on to star in this thing, but but no. Well, I have a question then uh, about about this movie, because when I saw the trailer for it, my first thought was like, I'm getting some Castaway vibes from this. The thing about Castaway is that most of that movie is just Tom Hanks. Yeah. So, what does Tom Hanks do that Shailene Woodley cannot, I guess? Because that's what it sounds like you're saying, is that she can't pull this movie off by herself. She can't start a fire. Yeah. She can't make me <laughs> believe... <laughs> that too, but... Sure. She, uh, she... It's just not convincing. One, it's not convincing. Two, it's the way the movie is set up, is edited. Because it... it starts off with her already um, in the broken ship and then flashes back three weeks or yeah three weeks earlier mm-hmm. or three months earlier and then like every ten minutes or so it bounces back and forth until you get to the point where they there's like in the storm and yeah. then the reveal happens and then it goes on there for about another 20 minutes but once that, that reveal happens I didn't really care for the other 20 minutes. Oh, okay. And it's just the way that it's cut up and the way that it's paced. So, like I say, it's not Shailene Woodley's fault. She's a pretty good actress in this thing. It's the film itself that I have the problem with. Both the directing and the editing. Okay. Alright, so it's just not a very well-made movie. Yeah, I guess that's... what she's trying to do, it falls flat because of that, less so because of her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you like, if you like Shirley Woodley as an actress, definitely check out this film. Support this. Support this film because you want her to get more jobs. It. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Right, but this is also basically this is her. Uh, remember, she was in the Descendants, and it was good, and basically brought her spotlight. Yeah, that's what she wanted this thing to be too. This is not that. This is not that. 
Unfortunately. All right. Well, you also so so in the Batman Media Boat Scale, what do you give this one? Uh, stream it. Uh, it's not a bad. It. It's not a bad film. It's just it's definitely not an audience favoring film. Fair enough. All right. You also saw another movie. Yes. You saw Upgrade. Yes. Was it an upgrade from Adrift? Actually, it was. All right. Tell us about Upgrade. So, I saw a poster for this thing about a month ago, and then I happened to see the trailer for it while I was watching that film. And I enjoyed the trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great, it's a great concept about a man who gets implanted with an artificial intelligence chip in his, basically, neck spine area. Oh no, not my neck spine. Yeah, not your neck spine area. <laughs> and allows him... Basically, sci-fi-esque, supernatural, not supernatural, but superhuman Uh powers. Because the robot can control and doesn't have a brain to say, no, stop, you're doing this too much, or Uh you don't know what you're doing. To to counter, um, counterthink things. Right. Uh, So, knowing that premise that's a sci-fi futuristic film, I wanted this to pretty mediocre expectations. That this could be good, this could be not be good. I've seen that it's about, about a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I have some expectations that this should be good, but I'm not holding my breath for it. <laughs> go see this film. All right. Just point blank, this is definitely go see this film. If you like 80s action movies, if you like sci- current sci-fi films, it melds the two really well. Oh, huh, cool. Uh, it's, like I said, the concept is that it's a artificial, like, brain Im- implant uh, that controls uh, that, that controls our main character. And it's really hilarious because you see, like, just like a deadpan face, like, I don't know what I'm doing! And then just strict f- moves and <laughs> clean, precision, robotic-looking combat. And the camera angles and the audio about it is great and melds well together Hmm. it's definitely a treat for the senses so you know what's happening how it's happening without being too lost in the combat this sounds like all cool stuff that some other science fiction media that we're enjoying right now involving robots could learn a thing or two from but we'll get to that later we'll get to that one later (laughs) So it's got a cool, it's got a cool vibe. To it's it. got a cool hook. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's really cool because it forces the, the our character, main character and the AI to work together, and it does the smart thing of making one reliant on the other. Yeah. Where if one goes down, the other goes down, or if one's not functioning right, the other doesn't function well. It's a nice meld between the two. This is a well-written script. It does a lot of good things right. The problem is that it's got a lot of no-name actors in it. Uh-huh. I feel, because this is Blumhouse, and I'm praising Blumhouse because they're doing a lot of stuff right. They're letting new directors and new writers come in with new concepts, giving them a low budget because they make all that money back on horror films anyways, <laughs> and letting them have fun. And that's what you get out of this film. It is a fun film. It is a well-written film. It is a smart film. The only thing it doesn't have for it is the star power. I feel like if this thing was anywhere 
else at a major studio. Major studio. It would be have it would have star Tom Hardy. Because <laughs> the main character remind me a lot of Tom, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> it's star Tom Hardy. Uh, the love interest would be um, Kate Winslet. Uh, and the scientist would be Jared Leto, because that guy reminded me a lot of Jared Leto. <laughs> and it would have money behind this thing. Everything wouldn't look so muddied, hmm. but that muddiness actually helps the film. Yeah. It doesn't look clean like a um, uh, 2041, 2049 yeah. uh, Blade Runner, recent Blade Runner, where that, that film is cleanly shot, cleanly looked, cleanly lit. Everything about that thing is clean, except for when it takes a sharp left turn, because that's a thematic theme, right. and does it so well that I don't care. <laughs> this thing is bar- okay, is buried in muddy and darkness, and it works for that kind of world that it's trying to build, and there's a lot of good things to say about this film. Definitely check out Upgrade. Don't miss on it. It okay. may be top ten. Wow. Yeah. Right. Cool. So we got I had a banger lot- this, this I had a lot of fun watching it. There's a lot of good humor scenes and a lot of good interaction between the characters you don't see the twist coming which is great Mm -hmm. and even if you do you don't care because it's because that ending the last 10 minutes helped make that film yeah yeah well there you go on the patent media boat scale i get to see it oh yeah you don't even have to ask you (laughs) no i I said that right in the the beginning this is definitely don't skip on upgrade you this is one this is probably the best action film of the summer and yes i know that there's other um, big blockbusters uh, of course i'm putting avengers like off to the side because right. everyone's seen avengers by now so i'm, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> it's like after you've seen avengers upgrade yeah to upgrade, upgrade. yes get to upgrade <laughs> all right cool all right that'll do it for movies yep. which means we're moving on into television and we uh, start with Sports, as always. Sports, of course, we always begin here. And this week is an interesting week. Uh, We still have the finals going on in both hockey and basketball. In fact, basketball finals are literally just happening right now. They just ended game three, and the Warriors took another one. Yes. Putting them 3-0 against the Cavaliers. Yeah, so it looks like LeBron will be leaving Cleveland without a... Rackington. Yeah. <laughs> With, without a championship. Uh, Kevin Durant, career high, career playoff high, 43 points. Yeah. He's um, looking like the MVP of last year. He's my favorite steel bug type. He is. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the only steel bug. No, there's probably others. Uh, but... uh, uh, um, yes, I think Sizer is still. Steel bug? Yeah, yeah, I guess he is because steel because right. uh, you use a steel plate because you use a steel plate on, on a yeah, scissor. You're right. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Side into the weeds there. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, hockey. Uh, the Capitals lead the Knights, but only three to one. So that's still anyone's series uh, if the Knights can catch up. Yeah, uh, most likely, though they're back in Columbus. Okay. So there's Game Five in Columbus, I believe. Before, or, no, it goes 2 2 one, one, one. So they go to Vegas next. They're in Vegas for one game, and then six game is going to be where they're going to close it out and win in front of their home crowd. All right. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Also, in horse racing, we're still anticipating the Belmont Stakes. It was this weekend. 
That means uh, that the potential Triple Crown winner uh, could be Justify if he wins the third race. So Just Justify? Justify! Justify! Keep your eyes out for Justify. Yes. Uh, Belmont is this weekend. Um, Put your money on the ponies. Money on the ponies. The Major League Baseball draft has happened. Yep, and if you are in high school and know anyone who does, who was drafted, congratulations, because yeah. uh, this is also like all those high school students are graduating right now. This is true. Yep, this means they get the choice of either going to make play for the pros or accepting their letters of intent to play for college. And you know they're going to choose the money. Most uh, of the time they do. <laughs> and lastly, the CWS. What's the CWS? College World Series. College World Series men's and women's begins this weekend. So if your college team, baseball or softball, right? Yes, um, both of them. Has um, uh, made it to the finals. You yes. can watch them win. This is the Omaha Series. Omaha. Yes. Series. Super Regionals uh, have concluded. They have wrapped up. Uh, which means we're into Omaha season. I heard that our alma mater almost almost made it, but was beat by UCLA. And yes. Unfortunately, couldn't make it. So, to yes, Cal State Fullerton ended up beating yeah. Long Beach to go to the Supers, but right. then lost we beat our, we beat, to the UCLA. As they say, we beat State. Yeah. Which is uh, what we always said we wanted to do. Yes, our rivals. Beat State. Yes, the <laughs> rivals they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a cast of Lo- uh, kind of one sided, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, cal- I, ca- I passed Long Beach State the other day in the car, yeah. uh, and I, was, I said, "Those are our rivals." <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, so that's happening. Uh, baseball and softball, uh, college world series. Catch it. Next is uh, so that's anything you have to add for sports before we move on to television news. I believe I'm all caught up on sports, sports stuff, stuff happening. happening. Alright, then yep. television news. We start our television news with something that's actually not about on television at all. It's a podcast that you can put into your ears. And no, it's not ours. We do also recommend you put our podcast in your ears. But when and- you're not listening to the Media Book <laughs> Podcast, you might want to listen to this podcast. If you like The Good Place, and you know we do. Yes, yes It was we uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, actually, I think that was, I think that was number your one number one show. one show. Uh, 2017. Yes. Uh, there's now a podcast for The Good Place. Episodes of the podcast will include weekly behind-the-scenes stories, episode insights, and anecdotes by the cast and crew. It will be hosted by actor Mark Evan Jackson with a rotating slate of co-hosts to be interviewed about everything on and off the screen. First episode is up with the creator of the show, Mike Schur, also Yay. famous uh, for his production work on other NBC sitcoms like uh, The Office and uh, Brooklyn, Parks and Rec. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And uh, Fox's and now NBC's uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Also worked yes. on The Simpsons for a while. Yes. He goes back pretty far in comedy. Uh, so yeah, episodes of that podcast will go up every Friday, so check it out. Yep. Now I don't need another uh, Still boycotting the NBA because, <laughs> yeah, 3-0. Yeah, that'll happen. Next up is a story about a classic franchise. You like Peanuts? Yes, but I uh, messed that up. Were you right. going to make a joke about not like I don't I like other nuts better or something like that? No, no, no. no. Like a macadamia? No, in the pictures I put the next story up instead. You you messed up. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think I messed up. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah. Because this is the next story. Well, if yep. you like, uh, what I meant was I was hoping you would make a, a nut joke, but you didn't. Uh, what I'm talking well, about I'm is not... the comic strip, the classic comic strip, Peanuts. Uh, you know, like Charlie Brown. Yes. Uh, so Snoopy. Sony, Sony Music Entertainment 
specifically the music entertainment division of Sony, yeah. which is weird about the story. Well, it's because it's, it's technically music entertainment Japan. Oh, okay. That's why. No, that'll be... Oh, that makes sense a little bit here. Yeah, they have made a purchase. They have bought 39% of the Peanuts franchise. So the purchase was for $185 million and goes in part of multiple licensing, licensing programs to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Peanuts in Japan. And this is why <laughs> Japan yes. made this uh, this offer. Including the opening of a Peanuts hotel in yeah. Kobe this summer. Yeah, I'm so, probably to stay there. <laughs> if you're wondering where, what the other percentages breakdown is, uh, so a, a holding company named DHX Media so, who was the previous majority owner, remains the majority owner with a 41% stake uh, at, uh, while members of the Schultz family, Charles Schultz being the author of the original comic, um, owns about 20%. So, yeah, And that makes up 100%. Yeah, there uh, there was some news about the that happening like about 10 years ago or so. I remember there being a big mm-hmm. upset about this holding company buying out the rights from the family before the Schultz family pretty much owned everything, yeah. even after Charles Schultz's death. Um, but yeah, this has kind of allowed them to be a little more lenient with what they use uh, marketing-wise. It's why the Peanuts movie happened. Right. Because there was a little bit more leniency with the, with the rights. Right, and that was from Blue Sky, which is mm-hmm. Sony. Sony. That's why I think it's interesting that Sony, like, I, when I saw this story on your, your page here, I was like, oh, Sony finally did it. Yeah. Because this allows, basically, Sony to have a little bit more freedom to make that a franchise now, which maybe they weren't able to do prior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Right, and I enjoyed the Peanuts film. Yeah, that, that Peanuts movie's actually pretty good. It's, it's I, good. I hadn't seen it, and I watched it... Uh, and I was like, yeah, they did a pretty good job with the source material there. Yeah. And I, I really like the animation that style that they did. It's a neat it's, style. It's a neat style. It's a unique style. And it yeah. definitely works for that kind of brand. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, maybe they'll make another one of those. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed. Yep. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, if you still care, if you're one of like the three people on the earth that still care about Top Gear... British uh, car racing, uh, car car enthusiast show, I guess you could say. Yeah. Top Gear. Uh, well, if you recall, it was hosted for the last four years by Matt LeBlanc. Yes, we reported on Matt LeBlanc. We did. Um, taking over the hosting duties. Well, he's uh, not uh, going to be on the show for too much longer. He's going to leave the show after four years of being a co-host. He said that despite the show being so much fun, the time commitment and extensive travel took him away from his family and friends more than what he was comfortable with. He will still co-host the upcoming season, but it will be his last, and the show will have to welcome a new co-host in 2019 and beyond. Yes, this upcoming season will be the fourth. Uh, we reported that he was making all this... Huffabaloo. Huffabaloo. I'm sorry. When he was started co-hosting, that was when the original Top Gear guys right. left. We yeah. reported, What's his name? It said some stuff, some uh, real stupid stuff. The Stig. And got ousted. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. They yeah. brought in Matt LeBlanc. Right. But that'll be over. Uh, so, who knows? And also, who cares? Moving on. It's an international... Yeah. Um, some people like well, it. Well, a national brand. Some people like it. I mean, on the one side, I think... It's time to, for Top Gear to be put to rest. Yeah, I think so. On the other hand, if they get the right international star... Maybe? To All right, fine. Give me your Top Gear host. Give me your, your dream Top Gear host. Jay Leno? No. I said your dream... Like, like, who you'd actually want to watch. Oh. 
No, I don't like ours that much. Mar- Marco Andretti. No. Huh. Never mind. This is not fun. Anyways. Okay, fine. <laughs> Give me Speed Racer. <laughs> no, you're, you're losing me. All right. Our last story in television here is a... Uh, okay, get me Spider-Man. COO shake-up. Moving on. Sima? <laughs> si- uh, si- Sima? Sima? C-Y-M-A. I left that up to you. I don't Sima. Kaima. Zargami. Uh, uh, she, she's Iranian, so... After 30 years, she is stepping down as president of the Nickelodeon group. Well, no, no. She worked at Nickelodeon for 30 years. Yes. After 30 years of being at the company. Yeah, it may sound like she was CEO for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh, 30 years of being with the company in some sort of way. Yeah. Uh, is stepping down as president. Uh, Viacom, the parent company, will conduct a search for her replacement and have the COO, Sarah Levy serve on an interim basis. So, Saima, she had worked her way up starting in 1985 and became the general manager in, general manager in 1996 and president in 2006. All six Viacom-owned channels have now changed leadership over the past year and a half since uh, the current CEO, Bob Bakish, took his helm in late 2016. And I think we reported on every we single did. one of them I think being we did. left. So yeah, lots of shakeups. I mean, it makes sense. This stuff happens uh, when somebody's at the very, very top calling the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he just doesn't like the numbers he's seeing, or maybe the vibe's not right, and he's or, just like, yeah, replace these people. Either that, or they're just trying to push everything in a different direction. Because yeah. she came in right as as the pre- lead president, right when they were getting away from a lot of the cartoon aspects and going more to the live action stuff. 2006? And that's also when Dan Snyder started losing a lot of his grip, too. Yeah. So, it's interesting to see the direction. Nickelodeon has definitely gone since then. Uh, more more centered towards teens than kids. Yeah. Uh, especially in the recent years. Nice throw. But, yeah, maybe they, maybe the CEO... Uh, Maybe Viacom wants it to go back to kids. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, we'll probably find out in the next few years here. Yeah. Because, yeah, Nickelodeon, I think they're losing steam to their competitors right now. Right. I don't Disney really XD and Disney... About. Yeah, and Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network and Disney XD are on fire right now. Yeah. Like they're, they're killing it, and uh, Nickelodeon, I don't know. I think that's probably why she yeah. got ousted, too. Maybe. Maybe the, the, the time had come. All right. Uh, so let's move on then. That was it for television. Did we have any television thoughts this week? Stuff we've been watching. <sighs> I tried watching the first episode of the fourth season of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yeah. I will not be finishing the fourth season of Unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. So, so, so this episode broke you? It broke me on the show. I am not unbreakable, unlike Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Uh, no, I can't do that. So this is not going to be your source for Kimmy takes. Uh, so move on. All right. Um, what, anything else we watch? Anything? No, because this is the dead zone. Dead zone. Everything has died. Everything has yep. ended. We officially have entered the summer television season, which means we'll have a lot less thoughts about television uh, than we did in the beginning of the year. Not only that, but we've also because if we've entered June, we've now started the 2018 2019 season. season of television. Technically, yes. Even though stuff won't begin until in earnest until like August and September. Right. Because everything has ended now. Yeah. Basically, they're calling in TV in TV They years, call it a season. That's, that's what they the call season. it. Yeah. That's the end. What a season. <laughs> and the, se- the seasons, they are a changing. What a season. All right. Let's move on then. Uh, if we don't have anything to talk about there, to cancellations and renewals. All right. Cancellations. Cancellations. We start with 
a renewal of Tangled, the series. That's on Disney Channel. It will be renewed for a third season ahead of its already existing second season premiere that will happen this summer. It will be retitled for its second season, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. No reason particularly. Maybe they just, they felt like rebranding. I don't know. It's maybe, well, Rapunzel is more the center character, and yeah. it's not her and Flynn, if I remember correctly. It's okay. her and someone else. Well, oh, okay. Well, he was in the show. Yes, he was in the show. I know. But he... I uh, know a whole lot about it, but... Yeah. That I know. All right. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I know, that that because the the main aspect of the show is not Rapunzel and Flynn, that's why they're going away from calling it Tangled. Tangled. Even though it's very clearly still based on the movie Tangled. Yes. All right, moving on. Um, you also have a second season of The Split coming to Sundance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there. There you saw it. Right there. The Rain. We'll get a second season on Netflix. 13 Reasons Why. We'll get a further a further inexplicable season, a third season on why? Netflix. I don't know why. why. Maybe somebody should tell why? me 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why keeps getting renewed. Um, I, thought, I thought everyone died. <laughs> it sounds like that sounds like a BuzzFeed article. Thirteen reasons why. Thirteen reasons why is renewed is being renewed. Yeah. Um, Shadowhunters on Freeform canceled after three seasons. Boom. The final batch of Shadowhunters episodes, capped by a two-part finale, will air next spring. So, so don't yeah, wait a whole year. Yet. Just wait some time. You'll see the end of your favorite show. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, younger. On TV Land has been renewed for a sixth season. So, Ahead of its season five debut, which happens tomorrow. And I have no idea what Younger is. I actually do know what Younger it is, is. is. It has Sutton Foster in it. Um, and I'm supposed to know who that is. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, she, she has a career. Look her up. Uh, I know this because of a former coworker of mine. Uh, was obsessed with the show, and she told me how, how good it was, apparently. She, uh, yeah, some people really like that show. All right, um, also renewed for a third season, 3% on Netflix. 3%. I wonder what it has on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I just got like a 77. 77%? Yeah. Missing those three. Getting 80. Um, also in cancellations, here's something that got canceled before it's even aired. Paramount says they will no longer air the television reboot of Heathers, based on the 1980s film. It has already been delayed once from a planned spring start when it was already reviewed by critics, the pilot and, I believe, the second episode. The series uh, will not air on Paramount, though. I've chosen not to go through with it after yes. audience reaction was extremely negative. So, I saw... So, this we reported on how yes. Heathers got cancelled... Immediately or got delayed immediately after really, the Parkland yeah. shooting, right? Because that's what Heather's is about. It's yeah, and it's they made some really questionable choices about how they were going to plot that show. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad it's not happening. Here's the catch, though: they are still shopping this around to other networks, so there's a slim, slim, slim chance that somebody else picks this up. But chances uh, are, the waters are already muddied. Yeah, I really doubt it. I think the word of mouth is so negative. I say that we just write this off. This is not gonna happen. This is a loss. This loss. is a negative. Yeah. Just we we tried something and didn't work. Didn't work. Moving on. Learn and live. Live yep. and learn. Uh, speaking of moving on, Imposters gets to move on because it has been canceled on Bravo after two seasons. 
Bravo. And then uh, Legion on FX, that's the uh, Psychic Powers X-Men spinoff show. Yep. Renewed for a third season. Really? Yes, it's back. Okay. For another Keep, one. I mean, I know the ratings have dipped on that thing. Yeah. Does anybody care? I guess it's on FX, so no. Yeah. They, no ratings can dip that low. Yeah. Uh, that's it for cancellations renewals. We move on to deaths. We have some. Uh, we have a few deaths. Uh, yeah. Some very sad ones here. First up, Jerry Marin, age ninety-eight, the last surviving Munchkin from the Wizard of Oz, yes. has died. Uh, so no always, more living Munchkins. Yes. Uh, whenever, for some reason, like death of the Munchkins is always a thing in it's Hollywood. Because there weren't that many left, and now there's none. It's sad. Yeah. Michael Ford, age 90. He was the set director on Titanic and Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, Those are two pretty good movies. <laughs> crazy set direction on both those movies. So yeah. good good for Michael Ford. Lived a good life there. Yeah, a lot of miniature scale, two scale models. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the last one, uh, uh, which made some ripples in um, uh, the fashion uh, world, Kate Spade, uh, fashion designer, famous for her designer bags, uh, has died at age 55 of apparent suicide. Yes. Uh, housekeepers yeah. found her in her New York apartment, and yeah. Yeah, that stuff. That's young. Um, I mean, yeah, this is, this is the bit where we say uh, that, that suicide hotline, uh, if you know the number, I don't know about yep. her. Uh, uh, but e- even if even if you're successful, I mean, this, happen. this happens to anyone. It's a serious if, issue. Go get help. Uh, help your friends get help. Uh, friends and family uh, support people who have mental illnesses. Uh, you never know when somebody needs it. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's get out of the depressing part. Uh, even more depressing, though. No. Do we have any info as to when the next Project Runway season is coming out? I would love to know that. I and then that Kate Spade crying emoji, crying emoji, I know, crying emoji. It's really sad. But no, we don't know anything about Project Runway. Uh, we don't get Lifetime, unfortunately, here, so yes. I can't tell you. I haven't seen anything about the new season, but if I can, I will watch it. Yes, but yeah, um, I think I bought my, my sister-in-law, Kate Spade, back for her graduation. Aww. I didn't know who Kate Spade was. I just thought the bag was cool. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, after showing it, she's like, oh. Kate Spade, it's yeah. it's a great bag. Like, yeah, people people love Kate Spade. I don't know. Bags. I like the design. So uh, if you're out. able to get me with that design, I mean, get one <laughs> with it too. All righty. So that brings us out of deaths into music. With the opposite of death, the Billboard. We start with the Billboard charts. A uh, little bit of a change up here. Uh, your singles less so. Your number one single again is "Nice for What" by Drake, moving back up to the top. Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign moves back up to number two. Number three is God's Plan by Drake. This is America by Childish Gambino tumbles to number four. And number five is The Middle with Zed, Mary Morrison, Gray. Your album chart, your number one album in the country, debuting at number one this week, Shawn Mendes with his self-titled Shawn Mendes. Really? Yes, your number one album. Huh. Number two, dropping to number two this week, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. <laughs> Daytona by Pusha T enters the top five at number three. Testing with ASAP Rocky uh, is your number four. And Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B rounds out your top five albums. Well, we'll talk about Cardi B later. That is your Billboard charts. Moving on to upcoming releases. This is a killer Friday, guys. Get ready. First up, Dave Matthews Band That's with 
that Dave Tomorrow. Matthews. Yes, that Dave Matthews band. Dirks Bentley with The Mountain. I'll be listening to Dirks Bentley. <laughs> Gruff Reese with Babelsberg. Kid See Ghosts, which is the Kanye West Kid Cudi uh, self-title. I believe the title is all, it's also titled Kid See Ghosts. Uh, well, I just saw uh, it to be announced. Album. I saw it to be announced. Okay. Unknown if there will be a title, but it'll just be I think Kid it's just Ghosts. named Kid See Ghosts. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that will be Friday as well. Uh, Lily Allen with No Shame. Licky Lee with So Sad, So Sexy. Sugarland with their comeback album, Bigger. And the Get Up Kids with Kicker. Also, uh, Snail Mail's um, uh, Lush comes out this week. That's the, my album pick of the week. Sure. <laughs> uh, so check that out. Um, Stereo Gum put out their best 50 best albums of the year so far that they do uh, annually. Today? Yeah. That Snail Mail album is number freaking three, and it's not even out yet. Really? Yes. Apparently it's that good. Uh, uh, Beach House. the uh, Beach House's seven was their number one, and... Casey Musgraves Golden Hour, number two. Really? I was so happy with That's that top good. three. I was elated. Uh, anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, people love that Casey Musgraves album. Yeah, they so. do. It's going to be on my top five, I know that. Might be our number one. <laughs> uh, yeah, collectively, probably. Let's call that now. Our collective number one is probably Casey Musgraves at the end of the year. But... That's not until December, so... Yes, so you have plenty of time to get <laughs> music out for up. us to change our mind. Right? That's, we're talking to you, Kanye. Yes, no, we're not talking about you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to music news. Our first story is about uh, uh, Lando Calrissian. I mean, it's about... Uh, Donald, uh, Donald Glover. Lover. No, it's about Childish Gambino. Yes. You know, all in the same... Uh, so this is America. I just re- referenced uh, is in the top five of the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. and it's also a huge streaming hit, according to the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA. This is America has been certified platinum, recognizing one million equivalent song units earned in the U.S. One song unit, by the way, as recognized by the RIAA, is equal to one digital song sale, or 150 equivalent on-demand audio or video streams. So for every 150 times somebody listens on Spotify or YouTube, that equals one sale. Right. But you, According to these guys. Right. But you do realize that we're not talking like thousands of plays. We're talking like right. millions, millions of, plays. of plays. So it adds up. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's uh, good for good for Donald. Uh, yeah. He's killing it out there. Uh, making making uh, some hit songs. Yeah. Platinum is no small feat. No, definitely not. Now, some, he goes some artists don't go platinum until 20 years after the album comes out. <laughs> As we covered on that Weezer, Weezer, Weezer. Pickerton. Yes. <laughs> until 20 years later. Uh, moving on to a, another uh, band that I don't think they have a platinum album. The Gorillas. Along with two new tracks, The Gorillas have announced their new record, The Now Now, which is due June 29th, the end of the month. They also announced a tour and confirmed that their Demon Days Festival... Uh, that happened last year, I believe, will yes. return for a second year, uh, starting in October on October 20th in L.A. So if you like the Gorillas, go check that out. They're also, back. Also, note, they have a new digital member? Uh, yes. I read about this. They have a new digital member, yes. and apparently this upcoming album will not be as feature-heavy as their last one. Okay. Whereas the last one featured like a lot of 17 different right. featured artists. Yes. This one only has three. Huh. One of them is Snoop Dogg. Weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Weird. 
Snoop Dogg and the Gorillas on a song. So if you together. like Gorillas, go check that out. If you like Cardi B, well, uh, she's dealing with some stuff. Uh, she is suing her former manager named Clinton, named Clinton, Clinard Raphael. Why are you saying she has problems? Clinard Raphael. I've heard, I've heard that. Uh, because she took advantage of her, because uh, he took advantage he. of her being uneducated in the music business and allegedly ripped her off. Clinard Shaft Raphael. Yes. His nickname, I'm guessing. Give her the shaft. Sued Cardi B for $10 million, claiming she breached their contract by ditching him as her manager. She says he breached their deal by failing to provide monthly accounting, also failed to appoint an independent business manager, and also didn't provide her with adequate payments that were owed. She says that despite him having a duty to act in her best interests, he took advantage of her trust and naivete and persuaded her to sign contracts and to enter into deals in which Mr. Raphael attempted to take an unreasonable and unconscionable portion of her earnings in the entertainment industry for himself. Right. So, so that's a really long way of this, saying he took money from places he, he countersued. So this is a countersuit. Yeah. The manager sued her because yeah. she left, and now she's suing back. They said, like, you ripped like, me off. I didn't get as much money as I was supposed to, and you made me sign stuff that I didn't want. Uh, here's how he did it, though. Okay. Um, so she's is in. She has a deal with a middle company who has uh-huh. a deal with Atlantic Records. Guess who owns that middle company? I don't know. You tell me. It's the manager. This guy. All it's right. this guy. So whenever Cardi B made well, had any deal, it would go not go straight to her, but to that to that separate label. Which she would then get that percentage of that. And that's where she says that, wait, no. If we're together and you're my manager, it should just go between the three of us, not the separate company. You're taking more than your fair share. Yeah. And there's also other stuff, too. Contracts and um, unnecessary waivers and extra stuff. It's a, yeah, financial disaster, it sounds like. So we'll figure out what happens with that. Yeah. We'll be following that story. It sounds like someone saw Cardi B has the golden ticket. Yep. And... Wants a piece of it. Took more, yeah. All right, let's move on into another uh, another famous uh, singer here, Dave Grohl, who, of course, of Foo Fighters fame. Uh, he had an abandoned project that was supposed to be with David Bowie before Bowie's death. Bowie uh, wasn't on board with this project. Uh, he had denied uh, Dave, Dave Roll this uh, because he just didn't think the film project uh, and saw music, whatever the whole multimedia experience was, uh, interesting. Uh, he didn't want to do it. He was like, eh, this isn't for me. But the project still exists, and Dave Roll plans on working with a mystery band ooh, to bring it back to life. Uh, he doesn't want to spoil the surprise of which band got that song, but he says it should be revealed soon. Okay, what band? What band? Uh, You're going to say Linkin Park, aren't you? No. No? <laughs> I'm saying with, with Dave, uh, David, Dave No, yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl. But, but, but that would have pulled off yeah, something so, that was intended for Bowie? Well, yeah. So the way this thing has worked is that Dave Grohl was commissioned to do a song for a movie. Right. Or just in general, a yeah. movie song. So he wanted Bowie to sing it while he did the Bowie basically said, everything no. else. So Bowie said no. Yeah, he didn't agree with whatever film it was going to be with. So he said oh. no. Okay, 
I think I, I think I might have an idea of what this might be. What? Do you think it's the, this is the next Bond theme? Ooh. I, I just had that thought. I was like, this sounds like a Bond theme, right? Like, what movies commission songs? The Maybe. Bond movies do. What if they were called up... Dave Grohl. Dave, Dave Grohl, a while back, like a long time ago, and he was trying to get David Bowie to work with him. For... Dave Bowie was like, I don't want to do a James Bond theme. For, uh... <laughs> Casino Royale? Maybe, or something, or yeah. at some point. But then, what band, though, then? What band would do a... A James Bond a theme? A James Bond theme? Which band would you want to do a, game, a James Bond theme? Uh, it's gotta be British. Ew, I hope it's not Muse. I hope it's not Arctic Monkeys. Ugh, no. No, no and no. No and uh, no. <laughs> Coldplay, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already had Adele. Uh, yeah, that's not a band, either. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know. If we're spending too much time on this. Well, the, whatever. The 1975. We'll find. Oh, no, we'll find out soon. Arcade sure. Fire. Actually, Arcade Fire. Yeah, they're not British, but yes. No, that would be neat. I could be... see them doing it. Yeah. Kind of wish they had done that years ago instead of now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. Uh, so that's it for music news. We of course, have a couple of. Yeah. Of course, we're not. We're not uh, confirming. Yeah, we're not confirming thing. anything. This is just all assumptions. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Who knows who the mystery band is? We'll find out yeah. soon. Who knows what the mystery song is either? It'll be reworked uh, with the band and commissioned for a different film. Yeah, probably. All right, so that wraps that up. Uh, so that's it for news. Let's go into some thoughts. Uh, so, do you, did you listen to the music this weekend? Because I sure as hell did. Uh, I was supposed to listen to the new Kanye stuff. Well, I took that bullet for you. Why do you say that? All right, so... To back up a little bit, right, we, need to, we need to um, explain some things that happened after we recorded. Uh, so after we recorded our last week's podcast, like as we left it on last week's podcast, we didn't know, one, whether Kanye was even releasing an album on Friday, yes. and two, what it was going to be called. Uh, about a day later, all we knew is that he was going to do some event in Wyoming where he was going to do a live stream. In fact, we may not have even known that at that point. I don't think we knew that at that point. That may have been Thursday news. Uh, But yeah, so Kanye ended up doing an event in Wyoming, in Jackson Hole, uh, for his friends, in which he basically played his new album in its entirety, all seven tracks, uh, to uh, the crowd, and the crowd danced to it. And there was a live stream you could watch. Well, I watched that live stream, I listened to that album, and then I listened to it again on Spotify the day after. So it's good. You listened to it three times. It's not good. But he has it three times. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out what the hell he was doing. <laughs> so this is Kanye West's mental health album. This is basically him making a statement about, this is where I'm at, these are the kind of things I'm thinking about right now, and I got some of my friends to help me out with it. So it has not one, but two Kid Cudi choruses. Okay. Um, it has... Uh, uh, God, it has such weird cameos. It has apparently a chorus that may or may not have been written by Drake in one of the songs. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it has a song at the end uh, that um, is about him being a father of his daughter and him being uh, worried that his daughter is going to grow up because every rapper has to make one of those at some point. So Jay-Z Eminem did. Eminem did. <laughs> Kanye's just checking that box. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, not great. It's, uh, there's some interesting beats on this thing. There's some terrible, terrible punchlines. There's one about, a, uh, something about, uh, taking a chip Frito-Lay. 
which is really really bad. And oh god, uh, there's one that's um something about making making a comeback or something like that. And he's, then he says something about everybody need everybody is here because of come or something like that. Just like oh god, god name why? So he's got some real stinkers. Uh, there's one song that's actually pretty good uh, towards the end of the record, but. For the most part, it is 25 minutes that you will want back immediately. It's it's not, like, gratingly bad. It's just it's disappointing for Kanye. Because this is the first time that he's put out something that hasn't, like, been, like, a big deal. Like Life of Pablo? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, even that was, like, a more of a muted thing. But it was still pretty good. There's a lot of good songs on that thing. It was just overly long and and really bloated in some places. This doesn't have that problem. It's too short, and there's not enough good stuff on it. So, yeah. And no, too short is not on this record. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's it's called Yay, by the way. Oh, yeah. Y-E. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't have a name. Weird. It's Yay. 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 Uh, 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 but, yeah, weird. you could probably skip it. It's on streaming services now, so you don't have to go through the title rigmarole. It's not title did. exclusive? No, you don't have to go through all that crap like you did for Pablo. This is available for everybody. Everybody can listen to it. There's no scoop-de-poop, in case you were wondering. Wait, no where did that go? Scoop. The word of that go? Lift Yourself is not on the album, so no poop-de-scoop. Not a single mention of poop-de-scoop. Unlike that one mentioned on the Pusha T album last week, there's no poopy scoop on this record. Then what's the point of putting it out? <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that. But no, this is real collection of real Kanye West songs. They're just not great. Ugh. So that's out in the in the world. So go test that those waters if you really really want to. But here's me basically telling you to save your time. Okay. Uh, you could you could in fact use your time. For something slightly better, but still, eh, eh. And that would be the uh, Father John Misty record that come out came out this week. God's favorite customer. Um, it's fine. It's a Father John Misty album, so if you like him, you know what you're getting. It's kind of big orchestral music, a lot of strings, a lush production, and the and Father John Misty basically talking about himself the whole time. Uh, it's not as it's not as navel gazing as the last record last year's pure comedy uh, in that album was him very like talking about the issues of the world and stuff <laughs> this is not that this is him talking about himself and his like relationships apparently the theory he never confirmed any of this but the theory is that something went sour with his marriage and this is a record that he wrote in a hotel room by himself in kind of the post of that Post breakup. Sadness. It's his breakup record, you could call it. And so so he, there was some, some interesting stuff there, uh, but but it's not it's it's a little it's not as long as albums he's done in the past, but it still feels a little drawn out because that's just his style. Um, it's a very specific thing. If you if you know you like his kind of thing, then you'll probably like this. Uh, it is good for a uh, for for a Father John Misty record. It just didn't he just doesn't resonate with me at this point uh so yeah i don't know check that out if that sounds interesting i also listened to this is not on the, on the list but i also listened to the new miko case record um hell on it's good uh she's still good uh she can still write a song uh so if you like her check that out um it's it's uh, there's some really good hooks in that thing and uh that's what i listen to 
So. Yeah, I didn't listen to any new music. No, no. I'm music. slacking on that. That's Slacking. not my That's Will my Forte. Department. That's not my Will Forte. It's not my <laughs> Matt Forte. Matt Forte. Whatever Forte you want. All right, so that means let's move off off of music and into Forte Knox video games. And this is a big week for video games, as this is the last podcast we will record before E three. Yes, the Electronic Entertainment Expo that happens in LA. It's the big video game expo that will be all about. So next week will be our E three blowout. So get ready for an extra long video game segment next yeah, week. Yeah, because we'll have a lot to talk about. But for this week, let's start with our new releases for the week. We have. Finally, the kickstarted game lives. Shaq Fu, colon, A Legend Reborn, the sequel to the Super NES and Genesis game, Shaq Fu, yes, uh, will that, come that's out, out to Switch and PlayStation 4. Yes, that's out now, so get your hands on some Shaq Fu. Yeah, please. Apparently, there is a DLC where you can play as President Obama. What? And <laughs> you can beat up Kanye West. <laughs> wow, this is bizarre. Yeah. All right. It's going to be real popular this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. If you want a crazy anime fighter, here it is. Yes. Uh, coming to Switch and PS4. Vampire, which is uh, notable. That is the... Uh, as Don't Nod. That is the Life yes. is Strange. The first Life is Strange. Right. People. Uh, that is their new game. Uh, that is uh, out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Apparently, that has really good reviews. Yeah, so people are loving it. Out. Uh, we might actually want to take a look at Vampire. And MotoGP18 gets its annual release on PlayStation 4. Moving into video game news. Our first story in video game news is a sad one for Guitar Hero fans. You know, if you're still playing Guitar Hero. So Guitar Hero Live was a game that came out a few years ago. Its whole hook was that it would uh, you would be able to play streaming music um, videos. Let's play alongside streaming music videos. The, the songs that you could choose from would change mm-hmm. routinely. It wouldn't be something you bought. You would basically pay to have access to this changing library, this jukebox of changing Guitar Hero songs. Well, no longer. Guitar Hero Live will be no longer available to play. It will be cut off as of December 1st, 2018. The servers will be shut down, but the console version of the GH Live mode will continue to operate just as usual. As of June 1st, Guitar Hero Live for the iOS will no longer be able to, able to even download it to the, via the App Store. But if you already own the app, you continue you can continue to use the service. Additionally, all in-game purchases, so that subscription I was referring to, will be turned off starting on June 1st. So if you have money in there, it's already too late. Yes. Uh, you cannot buy anything through Guitar Hero Live anymore. Right. Nor can you renew your subscription. Yeah. So it's done. When it runs out, it will run out. Whether you got it renewed right before, right, or your or your next month, it's gonna run out. Right. Or so, so uh, uh, the rock band guys on Twitter actually were uh, uh, very quick to post little things like, "Hey, for all you people sad about Guitar Hero, come over here. We have a bundle that automatically nets you 100 bonus songs because mm-hmm. they've been." racking up all these free songs through Rivals. So they're yeah. like, hey, if you want songs now, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> Just buy the existing Rock Band 4 and Rivals bundle, and you get a lot of songs. Okay. So, so yeah. A um, hundred songs is a lot. Yeah, on top of what's on the disc already, that's that's 150-something songs. So, yeah, so yeah uh, uh, those of you who are lapsed music fans, that's an option. All right, uh, let's move on to our next story. Uh, uh, this We're coming back to Epic Games, but this one isn't about that uh, 
uh, a that uh bleh, that what do you call it? The lawsuit from last the lawsuits. week. I couldn't think of the word lawsuit for some reason. The Fortnite thing. This is something else. Interactive no. Gaming Ventures has joined forces with Epic Games to identify independent game developers creating promising titles using the Unreal Engine 4, which Epic, of course, owns, mm-hmm. and invest in their products. Former PlayStation CEO Jack Tretton, I remember Jack Tretton. I remember Jack Tretton. Uh, plans to invest between $1 million to $5 million per project over the next seven years. When a studio takes on this investment, they maintain control of their own IP and creation process. That's nice. Yep. With IGV funding the milestone deliverables, managing promotion, and managing the distribution of the game. So they do the hard stuff, and the actual developers here get to maintain the power. The only caveat is you have to use Unreal Engine 4, oh. which is a, as I learned, a pretty common use uh, uh, yeah, uh, build. Yeah, engine. Uh, engine. It's... Uh, it's pretty much that. Um, it's that Frostbite, Frostbite, which is EA exclusive still, I think. Yeah, it's it's a major player in that kind of scene. So major player. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of games actually use Unreal Engine four. You don't notice it, but on the bottom logo corner, you see just a, a U four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, something else. That's something else. Uh, so yeah, cool. That's yeah. a really cool thing they're doing with Epic. So uh, yeah. I look forward to see the, the 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 results of that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see new games come out. I mean, yeah, we I want a new Orange Box. I know that's right. I know that, that's not happening, and that's yeah. also not them. That's Valve. But that's actually yeah. how Portal started. It was just yeah. a development thing that yeah. grew that they decided just to play with. That is physics. true. So hopefully we'll get new. New interesting games out of this thing. Maybe. But there are... All speaking of new interesting games, so as I mentioned at the top of this segment, E3 is coming next week. So this is when we do our annual E3 predictions. Yes. So we're going to try to be quick with this. We don't want to go too long here. Uh, But let's go down the list here. So first up, is this in chronological order of when the... the, 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 I believe so. So E3 is usually divided into press conferences... Each of the major platform holders, major platform holders, have a press conference, along as some of the major publishers. So, first up, we have Microsoft. What do you think they're going to show off for the Xbox One? Crackdown 3. They've been hyping this up. They've been teasing it. It's got to come. Funny that you say that. Literally an hour before we podcasted, Kotaku broke a story that sources told them that Crackdown will be delayed yet again in what? 2019. <laughs> so it may or may not be on the show. But, the show but, so we'll see. But it was delayed know, last it's year. It's supposed to be done. It was supposed to be... They, they, they premiered this thing like three years ago. What is it? The Kingdom Hearts of Microsoft? Right. However, one thing that is confirmed uh, to be on the Microsoft uh, stage is Forza Horizon, uh, the next installment in the Forza Horizon series will right. make its debut. So, yes. Forza uh, is a staple of that. Microsoft. There's no reason they shouldn't have this up there. Yeah. Even if it's in a little blip, say, hey, this is coming. It's our annual installment. Yeah. It's time. Get back to Forza. Yeah. So, as but besides that, though, the thing about Microsoft is the same thing it was last week, last year. Which is, we don't know what the hell they're going to have. It's also, where the hell are the exclusives? So, here's my uh, here's my bet. Here's my prediction. I think we'll see a Halo. 
It's been long enough. I think that the next Halo has got to be what they show off. So Halo 6, I think that this is the year. They have to at least show it. Whether they show gameplay or not, I don't know. We see a logo, and we have an announcement. It's funny, it's funny you bring this up, because Bungie, earlier this week, wasn't in our news, but almost was, Bungie made a deal with a third-party studio to yeah. create a new game. Well, Whether yeah. it's an existing IP that has or new. nothing to do with this, because Bungie doesn't make Halo anymore. I know, but <laughs> I still associate Bungie with, yeah, with that's Halo. that's fair. But no, uh, 313, I think, I is think, the studio yeah, that makes Halo now. Yeah, that, they are now responsible. And so, yeah, I, I could see it's been long yeah, enough. Yeah, because Bungie made Destiny, so... I think it's been long enough for Halo. I think there will be a Halo on the Microsoft stage, and that will be their big reveal. And I think the real twist is if they put it out at the end of this year. No. If they're going to do Halo, they're going to do that Halo series. Were no. we talking about that with DreamWorks? No. No. I, 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 this is yes. not where they announced that. I believe that this is where they no, announced it. No, They got out of doing anything not related to video games after the disaster that was the first two Xbox One conferences. Mm-hmm. They focused so much on the TV and multimedia stuff that people hated it. And Sony kicked their ass so hard that they completely dropped all of those. Sony did too. Yeah. Neither of them. They just show games now because they know better. So no. Uh, but I think a Halo game, I think it's been long enough. I, I but think... as for anything else, I have no clue. Maybe some uh, expansions to Sea of Thieves? Yeah, that is their new game that hit We'll live. probably see that Tomb Raider game Tomb Raider on their, will be timed exclusive. Um, um, but as e- for that... Madden's and all EA stuff will still be shown yeah. on Microsoft. Maybe more stuff for their version of PUBG. They, have, they still are the only console with a version of PUBG. That, they'll probably do that. Yeah, I could probably see that. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else. But that's the thing, that a lot of those are cross-multi-platform. Right, and that's kind of Microsoft's story for the last three years. Actually, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I, I just hit, no. They're, they're going to pump up the cross-play. Because yeah. that's what they want. They really want to. They really to want the really cross-play. Push that. So, yeah, that's possible. It's either that, or do you think we see any hint of that VR thing? Oh, well, what ended up happening with that thing, the uh, HoloLens, Yes, that ended up being kind of wrapped up into a bigger project at Microsoft, where it's basically they have one device that does everything, VR and AR. It's like this combination device. So maybe they'll talk about that being used in a game capacity on Xbox One, but that's as far as that goes. I don't think that, 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 that that's on the E3 stage anymore. You don't think they show it like that device? They might show some games and maybe show that device if they announce its compatibility with Xbox One. But as far as I know, that thing is a PC thing. What if they made some sort of deal with HTC Vive, where the Xbox will be compatible? Could happen. But you have to keep in mind that even as powerful as the Xbox One X is, it is still probably not powerful enough to run a PC VR headset. But if it's the most powerful console out there, you would think. and it's more powerful than the PS4 Pro, which Again, runs PlayStation you would VR... That, wouldn't you? You would think that, but that's not true. It's not that powerful. I'm trying to connect some dots here, man. I know, you're trying, but it's not going to happen. Uh, so yeah, uh, bets are, all bets all are right. up on Microsoft. It, they're another wild card year, so we'll see. Right. I think they, they showed that controller thing that was introduced like a month ago. Maybe. 
but maybe briefly. Yeah, like a give, give, give it a five minute in the opening yeah. like developer montage where they're talking to people. Like, like, maybe that that's when they're like Microsoft's really innovating in the field of adaptive co- controller technology. Their new um, accessible controller will be great just for. Talk, we, we already <laughs> mentioned. This. No, it's, yeah, it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Clap, like, clap, yeah, clap, clap, yeah, clap, yeah, clap, clap for it and then move on. Yeah. That's as much as play it will get. All right. Uh, I've seen a lot of these E3 press conferences in my time, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Sony. So Sony will be the following day, Sunday, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe that Bethesda actually goes... Bethesda just stopped going before Yeah, it? but we'll get but there. But we'll get there. Uh, but Sony will probably have uh, Last of Us 2. Yes. Uh, that, that That is slated uh, because that is coming up pretty soon here. That's right. next year. Last we heard that the game was like mm-hmm. 80 to 90% done. And that was like three months ago or so. So yeah, we'll definitely get Last of Us Two, uh, which I'm excited. To News see come out of that possible time frame of yeah. release. Maybe yeah, maybe we'll get a release date. We'll also probably see that Spyro the Dragon uh, collection that we talked about here before. We probably will. There was an 18 second fresh teaser. Yeah. Uh, released yesterday, so that will probably just go right into mm-hmm. the at least announcement. Of well, I think we already have a, a date for it too. Yeah. So there's no reason for it to not be there to say, "Hey, just like Crash, we have Spyro." I uh, will definitely guarantee a, a gameplay, uh, 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 some gameplay of the Spider-Man Insomniac Spider-Man oh. game that comes out in September because right. it comes out in September. Yes. That has to be playable, so we'll probably see a walkthrough of that. Not yes, if not, they'll definitely be. A playable version on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it'll be playable on the floor. They've shown two different trailers for that at two different E3s. Yeah. The announcement trailer that's and then gotta the, be, that's got to be getting close to be yeah. done. So that's got to be here now. Yeah. Uh, Days Gone, uh, which is their other zombie game, right? Make this... it play here uh, because it is a first party game, but with Last of Us and this game, it's going to be really zombie heavy. They have very similar vibes, which was why why I heard. Uh, there was a rumor that the reason why they sh- uh, played so much of it on the show floor last year is because something for Last of Us fell through. Like, oh. Donnie Dog wasn't done with their playable segment yet. And so basically they're like, the Days Gone guys are like, well, let's show our game. Uh. The idea is, is that Sony is having an internal struggle about which one to promote because they're so totally similar. Right. So that'll be interesting to see if they're both on the on, in the show this, this year. Uh, that one, it looks like it has a little bit more focus on um, um, co-op play, which differentiates it a bit. Right. Well, for me, that, or Days Gone, is looks and feels very similar to Xbox's State of Decay. Yeah, no, they're actually very different Which games. is very different games. No, uh, yeah, Days Gone is more of a narrative kind of thing, like Last of Us. Right. State of Decay is more like a systems-y game, like, okay. where you're like maintaining a zombie pace and stuff. It's a completely different thing. Um, then uh, they have the um, special deal with Activision about Call of Duty so Black Ops 4 will be on their stage Uh, so get ready for a whole thing about Black Ops exclusive maps and stuff Um, as for anything else I'm not sure Uh, Um, do you think they make any mention of the PS uh, Vita? Vita? no Vita's probably done they announced the Vita was dead yeah 
Do you think well, they no, make any... they announced they weren't manufacturing Vita cards anymore. That yeah. does not mean that the Vita was being stopped. They have not even ceased production of the Vita itself. I think they'll so, mention that, though, even though they stopped production. I don't know if that's even something you mention on a show, like uh, in a conference. You probably, if there is anything on Vita, it'll be a quick, like, uh, when they're showing, like, the slides of a bunch of games mm-hmm. in a row, there'll be probably one that's on both, on PS4 and Vita, and that's the only time you'll hear Vita. I bet they do <laughs> something about uh, PlayStation TV. Uh... Wait, PlayStation TV or PlayStation View? PlayStation View. Those are two different things. PlayStation TV, it was a set-top box that played Vita yeah. games. Yeah. PlayStation View. <laughs> I know. I wish that they were reversed. Yes. Uh, no, I don't think they'll say anything. If, if, it, if they mention anything about PlayStation View, it'll be like, and we have this many subscriptions. Yes. Yeah. That's when they mention PlayStation View. And when we're growing. We have markets everywhere. Yeah. And we have this new feature coming in a patch soon. But probably not as much as they would have 10 years ago, because... That used to be all press conferences were. It used to be basically CEOs standing in front of charts and being like, our sales, we have a sell-through rate. Oh, no, that, that's, not, that's not E3. That's not E3. That used to be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 100%. That was every press conference. Now it's not that. Now it's trailer, 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 person yeah. talking for three seconds. It's trailer, hype, trailer. hype, hype. Yeah. So, yeah. No, they won't They won't talk about it too much. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, who knows what else Sony has? Maybe Kingdom Hearts? I want to say they'll do Kingdom Hearts, even though... Briefly? Because Square will have their own thing, but... I think they'll do that, where they'll show Kingdom Hearts... Because Sony and then is first, say, though. Before, before Square. Square. I think that they'll, they'll show there, it. Yeah. They'll show the new trailer, mm-hmm. then say we have more... At Square. At, at Square. Because sh- Ubisoft does that all the time. Yes. And that's what's going to happen here. Yep. You're probably right. Uh, one company we haven't talked about is Activision. Well, uh, no, because they never have any representation on um, uh, by themselves at E3. Mm-hmm. They are not an, like an active member of, of the, uh, the, the group, so they do not participate. Mm-hmm. That's why they have their shows on other people's... They have their games on other people's shows. I know, but... I don't know what's coming up for Activision. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. And we won't know because uh, they're not a D3. The, they do their own events. The Division 2? That is Yubi. That's Yubi? Yeah. I thought that was... That's a, the Division is a Ubisoft. Game. Okay. So we'll get there. So we'll get there. All right. Uh, in fact, well, next we'll up the, is Ubisoft. So yeah. let's talk about Ubisoft. So they'll have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the recently announced slash leaked Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So yes. So we'll learn more about that. They will have Division 2, as you just mentioned. Right. Um... A, there's a rumor about a new Splinter Cell game that has not been confirmed. There's some rumblings about it, but it seems all but confirmed. Um, so probably will be on the show. I they'll, can see it being on the show. Yeah. They'll have to show something about Wild, that game they teased last year, <laughs> uh, which seemed bizarre. And uh, More maybe something with rabbits and maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe a sequel to Mario and Rabbits. I can see that. A sequel already that came out this last no, year. No, that, that was yeah, that was last year. It's yeah. been a bit. Uh, they'll May- announce it and then it'll come out next year. That's my guess. Or or they'll say DLC or something. Eh, that might be a little too late. Maybe, well, it's Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't really do DLC. Um, but uh, but the real question mark here: Do they mention Beyond Good and Evil Two again? Oh, remember that? We actually saw stuff. They actually showed stuff about that game last year. Yeah. So it's very in the realm of possibility that they could show whatever they've been working on. So we'll see. 
They, I think so. It's been a year. So that's basically the movie. Uh, maybe, maybe a hint at a Watch Dogs three. Uh, there was the drops for it around um, yeah. in April. So it could have. So it very well could happen for Watch Dogs three. Yeah. Or Watch Dogs something. It is one of their bigger games. Yeah, it's about time too. Uh, Square is next. Square Enix is not just the developer; they are also a publisher. So you'll see Square pub uh, develop stuff like uh, King like Kingdom Hearts three. Yep. And you'll see Square publish stuff as well, like uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. The new Tomb Raider will probably be there. I bet they'll mention something about the film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably how well Lucian Cantor was. It's yeah, maybe she'll show up. Maybe, maybe she'll show up. Maybe they'll bring her on stage uh, to introduce this the game. Reader. That'd yeah. be smart. That, that'd be good. That'd but be other good than that, uh, Square's another question mark for me. I don't know a whole lot of the stuff that they publish these days. So. Well, a lot of it is Japanese-related yeah, uh, RPGs. They don't have... Oh, they'll probably show more of the Octopath Traveler game on yes, Switch. Yes, yes. That'll uh, probably be there. I've been seeing a lot of uh, updates to that. Yeah. Uh, especially in uh, just just news articles. Yeah. So that's got to be there. Um, they're not. What are they? I'm trying, I'm trying to think the, the the JRPG that they, they did. Yeah, they do a lot, but yeah, yeah I don't know what's on their next. Uh, it's not Monster Hunter, right? No, no. Monster Hunter. That's Capcom. That's a Capcom. That's Capcom joint. Um, I'm blanking on what it is. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Cause let's move on to yeah. Bethesda. Bethesda has some hot ta- hot ones. Uh, Fallout seventy six, uh, which we can now confirm, sort of is, uh, from last week, yes. is a game. It will be a multiplayer online thing. Uh, seems like sources say that it's going to be a survival type base building kind of thing. So don't get too excited if you want a real Fallout game. Like I said last week, apparently that all I said was probably true, and it will <laughs> not be that kind of game. We'll have some sort of story and maybe some sort of quests, but it'll not be about that, really. It's a different kind of game. Yep. Um, then, lastly, uh, then they also have Rage 2. That's been confirmed. The av- the Avalanche guys are working on that. Mm-hmm. They're the team between the original uh, Just Cause games and Mad Max, which you uh, recently played through. Yes. I beat that for the most part. There's a couple trophies left on that, but... Mad Max was a weird game. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's an open world, but it's also very procedural. Yeah. And depressing. Yeah, that's what I heard. So yeah, that'll be on their stage. There's also a unfounded rumor going around about there like being some sort of science fiction game that they've been working on for a while. Yeah. Whether that's an MMO or a like Bethesda style RPG, no one knows. It's an untitled, unsure game that everyone is kind of positive they're going to debut something new a new ip yeah what it's going to be is uncertain what's going to be about based anything about it is uncertain they just have a strong confidence in them that something new from bethesda because yeah it's bethesda and yeah they've talked enough to people to tease it so this is if they're going to show it anywhere this is going to be a place to show it we will definitely see. Even if it's just a trailer, even if it doesn't come out for another two years or a year and a half, they're going to at least announce something. Yeah. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then lastly, 
Nintendo. Ah, uh, the Treehouse. So, they will <laughs> likely make a big deal out of their most recent release, uh, uh, which will be, as of next weekend, Mario Tennis Aces! They'll probably just kind of wrap that up and be like, hey, this is out, you can play this now. Yeah. That's their big week of E3 release. Um, but they'll also probably have a bunch of other stuff to t- talk about. So, we're going to see Pokemon. They already yes. basically confirmed a new Pokemon something. Uh, we be- everyone is saying it's a Switch proper console yeah. version yeah. of uh, of a, what do they call them? Proper sequel title generation? So yeah, uh, so there's, there's a lot going on in what you're saying. So first of all, yes, they will probably show more stuff about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go uh, Eevee, the Pokemon games remakes that were announced um, about a week ago. Um, so that will be probably there in some capacity. Yes, the question then is whether they even say anything about the proper Switch Pokemon game, which is due out next year, end of 2019. Uh, chances are they probably won't. I think it's too early. I think they'll make a separate Nintendo uh, Pokemon uh, Pokemon Direct sometime maybe early next year or late this year, where they'll talk about titles and release I don't think I think it's too early. They're gonna want to focus on the sw- first Switch game, and not talk about the one we actually want. Okay. Well, I know <laughs> one thing they will definitely be talking about. Smash. Yes. Brothers. This will be their Smash Brothers E three. It has to be because they said it's out this year. Yes. So if uh, they'll make a huge deal out of Smash, we'll know whether it's a new game. We'll know whether it's just a, a port of. Uh, of um, the last one. I was trying to think of a subtitle, then I remembered it didn't have it didn't one. Didn't have one. This one should. I hope it's not just Super Smash Brothers Switch, even I though I do like the alliteration there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever it ends up being, uh, that's going to be their focus. Uh, that's going to be their big game for the show, unless they have something even crazier uh, stored, which they may. Um, new? No, they just came out the new Donkey Kong game. They just came out last year with Mario. I could uh, see Mario them DLC. Doing, yeah, I could see them doing a proper expansion to Mario like they did with Zelda. Yeah. You know, the Guardians thing they did with Zelda. Did they, they do a 100%. second season for Zelda? Uh, I mean, they could do more stuff with Zelda, but I think that, yeah, I think this is Mario's turn. Yeah. I think they do a level pack of sorts for Odyssey. And okay. And give you a bunch more moons to find. I think that would be really smart. More skins. Yeah, more, more, more stuff for Mario to wear, more stuff to do in that game. I think that would be really, really cool of them. Uh, they'll probably talk more about Bayonetta 3. Yes, that's still uh, have to be, not out yet. They'll have to be on the show. The yes. fir- uh, first and second games were out on Switch already. So Right, the remaster. Yeah, just a matter of time until we know more about 3. We'll also know more about that um, uh, No More Heroes Switch game. Right, that that's sequel. Uh, so um, we'll probably see that on their, on their show too. Right. Do you think they mentioned, or uh, they bring up the 3DS? Yes, because uh, they'll probably show a little bit more footage of WarioWare Gold, which is their big 3DS game this year, which will be a collection of the WarioWare minigames, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, there may also uh, be some three other 3DS um, stuff we don't know about. Meg- new Mega Man, or they have Mega Man Anniversary stuff come out a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that stuff's already done, but Mega Man 11 uh, was recently shown, uh, Capcom recently showed that off. It's kind of a new style for Mega Man that may be um, in the Treehouse stream and the form of a Switch montage or something. All right, how much Reggie do we get? Uh, yeah, we'll get some Reggie. Uh, the, the the he's been he's he introduces some of the stuff in their Treehouse streams. Uh, him and um, 
they'll have Bill Trennan Bill. and yeah. they'll have the, the 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 current Japanese guys. Um, yeah, they'll have they'll have people, the usual. Suspects. I think that I think we're good. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that those are our, pretty much the extent of our our experience, and that's just based on kind of stuff we know past past E threes and stuff that we've read and stuff that we've seen. But a lot of people talk about. But the thing about E three is that literally any of this could be completely wrong and there's probably so much stuff that we're not going to be able to see coming so look forward to next week's show where we kind of wrap up all of the conferences and tell you everything that's new uh, so because until then all of this is speculation yep the, this is no these aren't facts I know we like to deal in facts but <laughs> yes. this, so far this is just Who the knows? E3 pre-show but yeah, so uh, let's wrap this up then. Uh, um, so, th- so yeah, check us next week. We'll we'll be back uh, with our E three wrap up show. We'll probably be light lighter than usual on the movies, TV, and music because of that. Yep. We'll go heavy we on did video that, games. Next we did week. that last year. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, so yeah, let's that that brings us to the end of video games, and that brings us to your thoughts. You've been playing a video game. Yes. Uh, I said last week I was going to get to it. I got to it this week. Yeah, you definitely got to it. Or Detroit it's to you or something. It's got to me. Detroit becoming a human. Uh, 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 okay, so all right, go for it. So this is from the same guys who did yep. uh, L.A. Noir. No, it's not. No, that's completely wrong. Uh, okay, that was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I already messed this David up. Cage, Jim uh, Cage, the director and writer Beyond of Two game. Souls. That's what I'm thinking. He did, yes. Previously, Beyond Two Souls, um, and then before that, Heavy Rain. Yes, Heavy Rain. And then before what that, did I say? Indigo Prophecy. You said L.A. Noir. That which is, is not wrong. a game that he had any involvement with. No, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Heavy Rain because they're both detectives and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but one's set in the '50s and one so, is. Yes. Yeah. Detroit become Newman. Yes. Which is a Twitter joke I saw yesterday. Like, from Seinfeld. You're right. Detroit also Silent H. Become Newman. Become Newman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> this is a choose-your-own-adventure game yeah. in the broadest of sense. Because you play as three different characters, try to accomplish three different tasks, but, mm-hmm. you know, they all, because it's a video game, they all intersect and intertwine with each other. Yeah. And different stories converge at the very end. Supposedly. I haven't got there yet, but yeah, supposedly, for all we know, <laughs> for all we know, the way video games, the way stories work, and the way this thing is set up in movie esque format, <laughs> which works and then totally doesn't at the same time. Yeah, because choice well, a choices, b quick time events, and three, it's a video game. Um, so you you can expand it longer than just two and a half hours, but it's. It's good, and then it's not. So, so what you're kind of uh, uh, describing here seems like your experience with this game is like, okay, so they, I like this setup, I like some of these characters, and I like where this is going. And then something happens that you cannot control, or you want it to go a certain way, and it doesn't go a certain way, and then you're actively thinking about that, and it lessens the experience for you, and it makes you like upset because you're like, well, this is not where this story should go or where I wanted it to go. Well, not only that, but there are points where it gives you choice yeah. to change the story, 
And then there are points where you think there should be a choice. And there's not. But it doesn't because the game forces you to go in a certain direction. So David Cage clearly, he has a reputation for, he loves movies. And he has yes. a reputation of making his games very cinematic. The downside about all of that, I feel, is that you focus on so much about these like things that making your experience like a movie that it stops being the fun part about a game. The fun part about a game is that you have a certain amount of control over what's happening on in, in the game world. And here, he wrests control away from you yes. when you want it. Which is weird. And then gives game, it to you in parts that don't matter. Which is strange, because this is a game about control and about choices. <laughs> it literally is. Yeah. It, de- it defies its own narrative in that way. But the choices it gives you sometimes don't even affect the plot. Yeah. It's just you have the choice to continue yeah. or to die. This is a game. Here's a good example. You played a bit pretty early on that was like you're, you're an android serving this rich artist. Yes. And the rich artist is having you basically, hey, why don't you try painting? You're an android. You think you calculate. You don't necessarily think creative ways. And so he thinks it would be a good exercise to make the android do something creative for once. Mm-hmm. So he has you close your eyes and paint something. So there's an option where you can choose, like, the ideas that you want to paint. It's like, oh, I want to paint about an android's integrity. And, like, an abstract concept. And so you do that. And then you paint, like, a portrait of yourself. And with all these colors, it's, like, super creative, right? So you have a choice for something that doesn't mean anything in the narrative. Yes. Then immediately after that, the rich artist's son bursts in, and he wants money. And you are commanded by the artist to not intervene and not pick a fight with the son, though the son wants to fight you. Yes. But the game will not let you follow that order. The game wants you to rebel and make your own choice, or not choice in this case. Yes. The game forces you to fight him, regardless of what you personally, as the android, either or, or the game wants le- to do, or you personally want to do. The the android literally freezes, the game freezes, <laughs> yeah. and it basically sets up a prompt to where you cannot continue unless, unless you, do you do this, this prompt. So, and those kind of prompts bug me in a game about choice because I right. want to sit there, wait for something to not happen because I don't want to do it, and then for it to continue yeah. because I didn't want, because my choice is not making the choice, which is making a choice. And I feel like that mod- that like, that moment is a metaphor for the entire problem with David Cage's games. Yes. Which is that he wants the ga- his games to tell a story, but he also wants to have this illusion of player choice and interactivity. Mm-hmm. He wants you to believe that you're interacting with this story and give you enough choices where it seems like that's the case, but then also tell the stupid melodramatic thing that he wants to shove down your throat. Yeah, there's also a weird... Um... Robot Moses coming. Yeah. And what I'm getting at that is one of you three are supposed to be Robot Moses. Robot Moses. But you don't know which one until the end. It sets up as one. Yeah. But there's also different aspects to it. And then there's also this third character. Which is another whole problem with this game, which is I think it's playing a little fast and loose with both terminology and thematic stuff of existing civil rights things that happened in real life. 
It's basically the, the game is whacking you whacking on the head. Yes. It really is. Like like look, isn't this like the civil rights movement from the nineteen sixties? It's like, yes, game. And I know you're trying to do that. I know you're I know you're trying to play minority cards to uh-huh. me. I know you're trying to say, hey, look the androids. my jobs. Yeah. They took her jobs. It's just and there's ways, I think, a different game, a better game, may I, maybe I should say, uh, could tackle those things in, in an interesting way. But it seems like David Cage and who and his co-writers and just the the, the, the the idea team behind Detroit just did not have the finesse to make that work or make that convincing. It just seems like they're just echoing things that are f- existing things and then also at the same time not referring to the existing things ever happening which they should have happened right yes like people in this universe should know that stuff out of the i have a dream speech is from that specific time from that specific thing yes. they're referencing a specific thing they should know that and thus not co-opt it for something that has nothing to do with that you would think it also goes into so aside from the main story of the androids, yeah. there is a subplot of World War Three going on. <laughs> yeah, that's literally relegated to television screens, as far as I can tell. Television screens and any of the like uh, Time yeah. magazine esque uh, iPads that you see. <laughs> yes, in the fu- I made this joke. In the future, every magazine is Time magazine. Yes, where where each. Tablet gives you two stories, and that's it. <laughs> which is like a waste of tablet. I know, but the scanner unless that like gets updated, which maybe uh, it does. I don't maybe know. Maybe it does, but they're scattered throughout <laughs> the world, and you're supposed to read it and then swipe through it, which uses actually for once uses the actual swipe button tab yeah. or feature on the controller. Which brings it to another point. Like that's another recurring theme in his games is that there's all this stuff like hanging out that has that makes zero sense. There's all this stuff in the world that is just put there, and and like I get why it's there because like oh this is like flavor text for the world, but like none of it if you break it down actually makes any sense. Who's reading these things? Is yeah. this a subscription? Like what? Like where are these magazines, magazine tablets coming from? Like how do these exist? Yeah. Why why are these androids here? Like who decided to have this little thing be so easily removed on the side of their head? Like, <laughs> and then, why is it that only certain characters have it removed? Can yeah. everyone have them removed? Should they all have them removed? Yeah, that, 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 that's them connecting to this other thing. But, you know, as soon as it removes, it's disconnected. Or it's, like, no, no longer a functional thing. None of it makes sense. But, you know, you can remove it and look like a regular person, but you don't yeah. know that you're an android. So, yeah. So, all that said, you're still playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I only have this game for another day. Right. But I'm going to return it. Yeah. So I'm going to try and do my best to finish uh-huh. it <laughs> tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see, because we have stuff going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, man. It's, it seems like it's trying all sorts of things that coming, it can't commit to. So coming off of God of War, we're told a yeah. tight story. Hell, coming off of Life is Strange Before the Storm, which yeah. we'll get to after you're done. This seems like a total mess. Yes. This seems like I want to do everything yeah. while not committing to anything. <laughs> Whereas God of War committed to a single story. Uh-huh. Did it well. Had extra stuff that you could... Yeah. That 
told you as you were doing stuff. And which I like incredible the incredible world building within that. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible puzzles too. Yeah. But it was all still tightly done mm-hmm. compared to this, which is ah, I, I like this idea. And if we're yeah. in the future, this has to happen because it's the future. <laughs> yeah. And this because it's the future. And this because I need to tell this message. So yeah. I guess what we're saying is you could probably skip Detroit Become Human. This thing will probably <laughs> appear for story-wise in terms of uh, awards because of eh, how big it is. Maybe. But will not win a thing. No, it's not that kind of game. It's definitely... It's not what you... It's not what you were hoping it would be. It's no, This is not yeah. the big... Like, big world-building Android versus human war. Yeah. Like, like... What is life? Let me get. Let me give you this thought-provoking uh, deity mm-hmm. of a game. No, I had two lofty expectations for this thing, and the reviews strongly iterate exactly that. Yeah, it seems like uh, people are about middling at this game. It seems like some of the. Some of the, the, the positive reviews wanted to focus on a lot of like, the visual stuff and the storytelling that's going on. but And it looks great. Yeah, it definitely looks great. It's definitely one of the, the, one of the really more impressive games I've seen on our PS4 Pro. And yet, sure. I, I never wanted to go to that because <laughs> there's a certain level yeah. that AAA games right. need to have. We're getting to that now. point now, yeah. for sure. And again presented like this game is where not a whole lot is going on and nothing happens very quickly can get away with having that kind of production Mm -hmm. because that's where the money is going is to make the facial animations look really good because that's what you're looking at most of the time so it makes sense yes now there is a casual mode and there is an expert mode uh i'm playing the casual mode so maybe in the expert mode there's the actual decisions matter more you know, you actually, like, lose characters, characters die, you don't finish those stories. But that wouldn't change, I think, how you're enjoying the story. Because, yeah. Because, really, the, the problems are further than that. The problems aren't, oh, these people could die. The problems are more, wait, but why? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, anything else you want to say about Detroit before we uh, no. uh, move on? Let's move on. All right, uh, I just want to briefly talk about this kind of not a good new game at all. It's a last year game, technically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we finished up uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, the prequel to Life is Strange. Uh, that wrapped up pretty strongly. Um, I was had yeah. initial misgivings after that first episode about like how it would it would treat the characters and how the story would go. But after episodes two and three, they somehow made me care a lot, just like the first game did. Yeah. I think I had a similar trajectory. It's a in the first, the second game that I did. So in the first game. I always so because this is a prequel, I look mm-hmm. at it through the eyes of the prequel problem. Right, it does. Happen. What what am I learning new about these characters? Why should I care if I know but, certain characters are going to survive? But this game actually played that in a different way for you, and it actually gave you a revelation yeah. that you didn't expect to have, which I thought was cool. So it kind of it, it did that thing, but the reverse of a problem. It actually benefited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and, and that's prequel's done right. Right, for sure. And so, um, yeah, I recommend that anybody who played and enjoyed the first uh, Life is Strange 2 go check out Before the Storm. It starts a little shaky. That first episode's not great. That first episode, especially the first part with the with the, uh, the concert and stuff, yeah. it's slow to start. And you don't really get into the meat of it until the very end of that episode. 
But the second one and the third one just chug. They just go. And you know everything. And there's some surprises. And there's some really cool spins on the characters. They do that thing where they're like so close to making you actually care for a character that you didn't think you were going to. And then immediately pull that rug out from under you again. And they do that so well. And I know they did all that in the first game too. But, But yeah. It really, they, they work in a lot of full circle stuff. I have not played the bonus episode that comes with it yet. I'm looking forward to that now. It looks like the bonus is the prequel to this. Yeah, because damn though, like after playing this, I just want more. Like, it's that same reaction that I had the first time around, where I was like, when I was done, I was like... When you're done with the first life I'm kind of sad. I was yeah. kind of sad when I was done with that. I'm kind of sad I'm done with this one too, because it's kind of like a, like a world that I want to return to. It's like a TV show that I want to keep watching. Yeah, but you realize that at the end of the that first game, <laughs> yeah, like, the end of Life is Strange, you're left with two very different endings. Oh yeah, you are. Uh, so, but we chose either, the right one. So it's either, hey, we have to choose. Like when you start off a sequel, should there be a sequel? Mm-hmm. What ending did you choose? Yeah, we chose the right one. Or, <laughs> you know, you have to make a different game with completely different characters. Yeah, but you like the characters we have now. So yeah, so, so who yeah. knows what they'll do uh, in the future for the franchise, but I'm looking forward to... Maybe that's something else we'll see at Square's uh, show. That's maybe right. they'll talk, actually talk about Life is Strange, Strange 2. The proper sequel. Yeah, um, maybe. Which which the rumor is that it'll be about completely different characters, but in the same universe. Which yeah. I'm really... I would love that. Yes. I want... Now, after this playing this game, I want one about the... Um, about the the, 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 the the Prescotts. No, I was gonna say I want one about a story that's all about the the the, the uh, dungeon master girl. Uh-huh. I want her story. Uh, that would be fascinating. But she's not interesting. I think she could be interesting. We don't know what's yeah, going on with her. Yeah, she could be interesting. Like there's the I, there's the dyna- dynamic that this game didn't really uh, go into with the whole like Mikey clearly having a crush on on um, on Chloe yeah. and that not going literally anywhere. Like, they completely dropped that. Well, that was your fault. Well, no, I apparently... Yeah, I guess I could apparently have played a game with him and then I didn't play Yeah. It. But yeah, anyways, uh, don't want to dwell on it too long. We're going really long on this podcast. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. trying to get long. I, I enjoyed it. Just check it out uh, because those games are... I love. I, I really love that world, and I want them to make more of it. All right, uh, so that wraps up video games then. I don't think you have anything else to talk about for games. Um... No, I do not. Next so, week will be all about games, so we'll get to it, yeah. I'm sure. So let's uh, plug uh, away. So yeah, let's wrap up the podcast then. So this has been the Media Boat Podcast. We are live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be back next Wednesday live on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. You can even subscribe to us. If you want notifications for when we go live, that little bell icon is your key. Click on that, and you'll get notifications as soon as we're up. You can also find us on social media channels like Twitter, where at we're where we are at Media Boat Cast, and Facebook, where just search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page. Like and comment. Yep. You can also find us on Patreon.com/slash/MediaBoat, where you can help us out with money. You can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out with content and make us even better. Also, we'll make exclusive stuff for for patrons, so check that out as well. You can also catch our audio version of the podcast through our RSS feed, which you can find on Podbean. That's our host. Search Media Boat Podcast on Podbean. You can use that uh, to also find us on podcatchers of all sorts, like Apple Podcasts. Um, 
What else? Mediabookpodcast.com is where you can see our, uh, our uh, posts about this very podcast and maybe some other stuff if I get around to doing other stuff again. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and uh, thoughts for in the future of stuff that we like. Yes. Or didn't like. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I have but, several movie yeah. thoughts to put up there and several we do. video We're a little games. Behind. And yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I need to jot down eventually. Yeah, eventually. 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 All right, so that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back next week, so catch yes. it then. Big E3 explosion next week, Big so E3 get ready. Big E3 next week. Uh, also, we're going to have a couple uh, reviews. Yep. Hotel Artemis. Yep. Um, yep. Dirk Bentley. Dirk's Ocean's Dirk's 8. Yep. Entire E3. Snail mail. <laughs> Snail mail. <laughs> All right, catch us next week. All right. Jimmy Slate. Yep. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>